Labels can influence the flow of your life, impact who you become, and cast a shadow on how you see yourself. Hello, Internet. I'm Stephen Harowitz, and I'll be your host for this episode of the Campfire Storytelling Podcast, recorded here in St. Louis, Missouri. In this episode, we have something extra special for you, because we have a story from our past designed to make it feel very present. We asked past fellow Dolores Martin if we could breathe new life into her story by making it feel as if we are back in that space. But for now, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the story. Please help me in welcoming Dolores to the campfire. Uh, my first experience with labels was with my family. Go figure, right? <laughs> Everything starts at home. Uh, I am the oldest of four. My sister Joyce is just 15 months behind me <laughs> or after me. Um, and then mom and dad gave us a brother and a sister further on down the line a few years after that. But being that my sister and I were so close in age, my mom kind of treated us like we were twins. So we had matching dresses, matching shoes, matching hairdos, even matching dolls. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, until we threw a big enough fit. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I give up. And she stopped. But my parents would introduce us like this. This is Dolores. <laughs> she's our oldest, and she's the smart one. This is Joyce. She's the pretty one. She's our glamour girl. Now, I don't in any way think that my parents intentionally gave us labels in order to hurt us. I, I'm pretty secure in, in uh, knowing that my parents loved us and gave us their best. But those labels did not go without impact or come and go without impact. Now, being the smart one was kind of cool growing up. My uh, parents taught me a lot of grown-up stuff, and I kind of fell into the role of the third parent to my siblings. My parents wouldn't even lease an apartment without me checking out the space and, uh, and the neighborhood, because if I liked it, the other kids <laughs> would like it. One of my fondest memories. So we lived in this really nice apartment, had beautiful hardwood floors, high ceilings. The living room and dining room with this was a huge open space. The kitchen was in the middle of the apartment, uh, our floor plan. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Uh, and on the opposite side of the kitchen, on the far end, it was a long hallway that led to the bedrooms and the bath. And between the living room space and the kitchen space were these beautiful French doors. Now, I don't remember a whole lot about the decor, like, you know, paint on the wall or wallpaper. I just remember this orange swivel chair that sat in one corner of the living room. And us kids were not allowed to sit in that chair because, of course, we didn't sit. <laughs> we swiveled, and it would make my mom so mad. It's crazy. Uh, this particular day, we were home alone. 
My mom went to the store, which was really right around the corner from us, and charged us to be good kids while she was gone for those few minutes, right? My brother and sister, Robert and Cynthia, those are the two youngest ones, were playing in one of the bedrooms, and you could hear the play go from play to squabble to licks being passed. And all of a sudden, Cynthia bursts out of the bedroom, and she's running down the hall, and Robert is hot on her tail, and she's coming down the hall, and she runs to the kitchen, and she runs through the kitchen, right to the French doors, and the doors are closed. She hits it, and her arm goes through the glass. And when she pulls it back, the glass slashes her arm in the bend of her elbow. Blood gushes everywhere. She's screaming, Robert's screaming. It was crazy. Um, So I calm them down, and I make a tourniquet for her arm. Uh, Yeah, I still feel that little beam of pride. (laughs) Because when mom got home from ER, she shared with me how impressed the triage people were (laughs) with my first steps. You know, mom taught me first aid. Yay. So the smart one saves the day. Yay. As much as I embrace being the smart one, I also embrace the unspoken label of being the not pretty one. And this label shadowed me. My parents didn't speak it. My siblings didn't speak it. Even I did not speak it. But every time I passed a mirror, every time I sat in a gathering of our family and friends, every time I stepped into a room full of people, I saw and I felt not pretty, Dolores. See, when the smart one got introduced, people would respond with a smile and a nod. And when the pretty one got introduced, there would be oohs and ahs and compliments that flowed like music. Yes, this did stir up some envy and sister rivalry, but uh, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) That is a wrap. You can make sure to hear stories from all of our other storytellers by subscribing to the Campfire Storytelling Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review. It helps others find our podcast and support our students. We'd love to have you come out to an event or take a class. Visit campfire.com, that's C-M-P-F-R dot for all the details. Whether you live in St. Louis or nowhere nearby, there are ways to attend our events virtually, You can find out more at campfire.com. That's C-M-P-F-R.com. As always, a big thank you to our storyteller, Dolores, the Campfire team, and everybody who attends these live events. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I've been your host, Stephen Harowitz. Until next time.